Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday, and we are going to dive into all things Veronica Mars. Now, if you're wondering who or what is Veronica Mars, don't worry. We're going to get you up to speed and hopefully convince you that this is a show you need to watch on Hulu. Today's guests are Teresa and Tanya. And a long time ago, we used to be friends. But I haven't thought of you lately at all. Come on, You guys are so extra. I love it. Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And they are two of the biggest marshmallows I know. So, Teresa, go ahead and explain to us what's a marshmallow. So, in the very first episode of the series, Veronica is talking with one of her her new friend, Wallace. And he's saying that, you know, even though she comes off like she doesn't care about things inside, she's just really a little soft marshmallow. And fans of the show just, we adopted that to express, you know, how we feel about the show, how much we care about it. And it just kind of took off. Oh, it's adorable. And doesn't she use that on Twitter and stuff when she talks about you guys? (laughs) So much. You're a marshmallow, Veronica Mars. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So you've just met Teresa. You can find her on Twitter at Gertie the Dino and blogging at InsightfulLife.com. Teresa, anything else you want to add? You can also find me on Instagram. It's also Insightful Life, but Twitter is primarily where I'm chatting. And especially once Veronica Mars does come out on Hulu, that's where most of my conversation will be. So be sure to follow me there. And Teresa's OG Twitter. Like she is still all about old school, all about the Twitter. And yes, I love it. She's keeping it alive. <laughs> it's a tough job. But someone has to put the good out there. It's, it's not all toxic. That's right. That's right. Okay. And then this is Tanya. Lamb. Tanya, if you know me, you probably recognize Tanya. She and I do a lot of things together and really, well, I enjoy your company. I hope you enjoy mine. Um, (laughs) Maybe she just tolerates me. I don't know. (laughs) Tanya is a mom to five girls and a blogger at lolalambchops.com. She's also co-host of The Geekly Show, which you can find on Facebook every, what, Tuesday at 11? Is that right? Do I have my days right? That is correct. All right. Anything else you want to add? Uh, nope. You covered it all. You could have added that you do like me. That would have been nice. <laughs> I And I enjoy your company. Aww. <laughs> Aww. All right. So let's get into Veronica Mars. Hopeful confession here, ladies. I only know about the show because I stalked Teresa and Tanya <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> See, good things do come from there. I mean, that's how me and Patty met. So that's true. That's, that's how I met Teresa. And and yep. um, <laughs> confession again. I do this a lot in these shows, but I wanted to. Tony, do you remember this? I wanted Teresa to follow me on Twitter so badly. <laughs> yes, I remember, and I'm like obsessed much. Come on. A little bit. <laughs> I just thought you were so great, uh, Teresa, and you you had such a, a fun time on Twitter, which is I love Twitter too. And I was like, Tanya, do you think she'll ever follow me? And Tanya's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Teresa regretted it when she's like, Patty talked way too much on Twitter. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> truth comes out. The truth comes out. <laughs> no, and hold on, pause because you can take this out. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> 
because during the, the Twitter parties, oh, you would yeah. talk to people, but then you would tag them at the end. And so I was just seeing you, 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 you. And I was like, what is, I don't understand what is happening right now because it was just your your commentary of a conversation. And I'm like, um, I don't understand what is happening to my feet at the moment. Back, back in the Twitter party days. Yes. 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 So. No, that's true. No, no, I probably, but I, I mean- I've calmed down. I still tweet. Oh, yeah, no. It's great. <laughs> I've I've mellowed out. You don't have to mute me anymore, Teresa. <laughs> um, but so when Veronica Mars came out, I guess it was on, you know, during a season of my life where I wasn't watching it on, on live TV. In fact, I probably wasn't watching live TV a lot. I had little babies. And if we were watching TV, it was Thomas the Tank Engine or Scooby-Doo. Uh, side note, if anyone wants to fangirl either one of those shows, I'm your girl. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, I just, I just never, never saw it. But there we are on Twitter, and Gertie and Lola, uh, they were so excited about the Veronica Mars movie that was coming out and how it was crowdfunded on Kickstarter. And so eventually, I was like, "Hey, Tanya, what's this Veronica Mars stuff? And do I do I need to get in on it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you better get in on it." <laughs> and you did. You told me to go ahead and, and at least start with the movie, which I started watching the movie. And that was a mistake because then I'm texting you saying, <laughs> Who, what does all this mean? Yeah. I'm like, okay, go watch the, yeah. the Well, we'll get to explaining more of what happened with the movie and not, but that, that I can tell you guys right now, the movie is out. You can watch it and you'll enjoy it, but you won't get it. You won't understand it because you might be texting, you might be tweeting Tanya and... And, and Teresa and saying, hi, what does this mean? <laughs> Just as I was. And we will send you like 20 tweets yeah. in a row <laughs> talking all about it. So be That's careful. Right. It's like watching Avengers Endgame and not seeing any Marvel yeah. beforehand. <laughs> Correct. Don't do it. You'll just be lost because there's a lot that they packed into the movie that is for the marshmallows. And so if you weren't one, which I wasn't, uh, you might you might find yourself a little bit lost. So Veronica, Veronica Mars, it, she is the, the basically the story is that she's an American teen and this is a teen mystery TV series. <clears throat> but it's not really all that teen, to be honest. Like I didn't feel like it was it was set in high school. But I didn't feel like it was super, super teen, or at least they were very mature teens or dealing with a lot of a lot of ish anyway in their lives. It was created by screenwriter uh, Rob Thomas and set in the fictional town of Neptune, California. It stars Kristen Bell uh, as Veronica Mars, and she's amazing. And during the course of the series, uh, Veronica goes from high school to college while working as a private investigator for her dad. That a good summation of the series to give people an idea of what the story is about? Yeah, I think um, that's a good summation. I mean, basically, Veronica, in Neptune, it's basically the haves and the have-nots. So there's like a lot of wealth. And then there's also a lot of people who aren't wealthy. Mm -hmm. So, Which is it, Veronica. Right. She went, you know, sh she went through a period in her life where she kind of was in with the in crowd and then was not. And so then it was, that's kind of her story. And um, I think it's just a, it is a really cool mystery. And it, they have one long arc in the first season. And I think that's what, what people loved about it. All right. So she's, she's sassy and she's independent and, you know, pretty much taking care of her and her dad, right? I mean, they're, they're on their own. And then she sniffs around the town whenever something doesn't feel right for her. And I guess that's what I love about her is that she doesn't 
She doesn't just sit back and observe. She get, gets gets involved. So for me, I know one of the things that drew me to it is, you know, growing up, I watched a lot of Hitchcock, Hitchcock and film noir movies and teen melodramas like Degrassi and the OC. And so Veronica Mars is just the perfect blend of those two. You know, you said it addresses a lot of serious issues. It takes them head on. Um, but I think one of the biggest the biggest draws of it to me is it allows the characters, they can be flawed, they can make bad choices, but you know that it's true to them. And those choices, you know, they don't, they have lasting consequences, you know, everything that happens has a purpose. And they don't put something out there if they're not going to circle back around to it later. And I think a lot of shows, they'll, they'll have a plot device or have something occur just for a single episode and then walk away from it. And it really makes everything connected throughout, not just, not just an episode, not just a story arc, but for the entire series and even into the, the film and the books later on. So I'm excited to see how they continue that into the, the new season. Yeah. And just a, a quick note, as uh, Teresa mentioned, uh, you know, some of these characters make bad choices. Speaking of bad choices, I want to touch on the fact of uh, the family friendliness of this particular show. This is a good warning for any parents who have, you know, maybe some tweens or teens who are interested in this or don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, I'm going to say that it's, it's probably not for kids, you know, maybe 14 and up if you're okay with that kind of thing maybe even older. It's just a lot of adult language, but you're going to get that with, with teens on a day-to-day basis. Just do you do, do your teens need to hear that, you know, on your entertainment? That's up to you. Uh, and then a lot of adult content and situations. So I'd keep this one out of the younger kids' hands. What do you think, Tanya? Yeah, I would... Uh, it's. I wanted to watch it with my older daughter, who my oldest is 14, um, almost 15, and so my husband and I were re-watching them to kind of see, okay, is she ready for it? And, you know, there's no F-bombs in it. There is some language, like high school language. Um, there are, yes, there's some sexual content in it. There are some mature themes. They, I think they address murder, first <laughs> yeah. of all. Affairs, uh, rape. What else? So it, it's just, no, I wouldn't let my middle right. schooler watch it. Let's just say high school and up. That's fair. But I think especially for high schoolers, since that's the, the age group in the series, I could see it being something that opens the door for conversations after each episode. Especially, it's something that adults can watch. It's something, you know, that age group, I think, would really enjoy. So it could, it's a show that opens it up for, you know, discussion beyond just what's happening in the episode. Yeah, I mean, it was on the CW or the WB, so it's right. not like, I mean, it's not 13 Reasons Why. Like, that I would not let my Yeah, yeah, watch, no, they, so. they definitely it could open up the door to some conversations, but the problem with that, Teresa, is that, you know, most parents aren't paying attention, so. Yeah. Not that we're judging or anything. Right. But. No, we're totally judging you. <laughs> we're judging you. We're judging you. So, ha. Okay. So, the first two, so there's three seasons, right? There's three seasons of the series, and then they cut it off on us. And the first two seasons of the series had this season-long mystery arc. It was introduced in the first episode of the season and then solved by the season finale. And then the third season took a different format. It was hard. Yeah, it took, it took a big, big change for us. Um, and so it was kind of hard to get into that one as much as those first two, I think. Oh, and, and one thing to note, dear listener, this show has been on the air since 2004. So it's fair to say that we might spoil some pretty big moments during this podcast. I think we're going to do our best to, to, to not, but... 
you know, since 2004, you should have graduated high school, gone to college, gotten a job, and watched Veronica Mars because you have had the time. You've had a lot of time. There's not much you can spoil, really, because one, you already know from the first episode, Veronica's best friend gets killed. That's, that's, true. that's, mm-hmm. that's true. the basis of season one. So as long as you're not saying who died and, and that, you're pretty safe. Yeah, that's true. I have a question for both of you. When did you first become a Veronica Mars fangirl? What moment? you know, was the I'm all in moment. I'm like you and I missed it when it aired the first time around. I want to say it was probably 2010. I know it was, it was streaming online and I'd heard a lot about it. And so I finally, I found the time to sit down and watch it. And I binge watched the entire series in about two weeks. And then, you know, I gave myself a break of maybe two or three days and I watched (laughs) it again just because I wanted to start looking out for any clues that I missed, any, and you know, being able to appreciate now that I knew what was going on, some of the other fun details that were in there. For me, like I said, I was hooked pretty much from the pilot. I think once you're binge watching something like that, you, you know, pretty early on if you're going to like it or not, if you're going to keep going. And I was all in immediately. So I love that, you know, even with the season long storylines, a lot of shows when they do that, they can sometimes suffer with the individual episodes and keeping those interesting. Um, but no episode ever felt like filler for me as I was watching it, which made it that much easier to go through it so quickly. So I was I was hooked as soon as I started watching it and wondering how how I let all those years go by beforehand where I didn't get into it. <laughs> what about you, Tanya? So I actually started in the second season because I was breastfeeding. I believe my oldest child. And so during the middle of the night or something, I happened to catch it like a rerun. And so then I was like, oh, this show is really interesting. So then I kept with it through the end of the second season. And then I wanted to know what happened the first season. And there was no Netflix and Hulu back then. So um, <laughs> so I ordered the DVDs. <laughs> to watch and the first season is by far the best and yes. I, I really like the second season too and the third is okay <laughs> yeah, well then that that brings up the next question so was there a moment that you thought about just kind of giving up in other words what part of the third season did you go what are they doing do I still want to keep watching this anything felt like it jumped the shark or took a hard left on you you know I think a lot of shows that when they're so the between the second and third season is when they're transitioning from high school to college and that's that's difficult for a lot of series to do well you know trying to find reasons to explain why characters are still there being making it okay to say you know farewell to ones who have gone I think they generally did a good job with that but as you mentioned earlier the biggest issue I had with that season was either been doing one larger story arc they had like two and a half shorter ones and it I I didn't mind the stories that they were telling, but it made it more difficult to it just didn't have not didn't have the same flow. And then the finale was terrible. It was just I'm so mad with that that's how it ended. <laughs> that, that's how the series ended. Yes, yeah. And I know that they did not intend for that to be the full series ending, but it was. And it's oh, it just it's so frustrating. It's so unsatisfying as a series finale. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's because it was basically a cliffhanger and you're mm-hmm. like, what happens? And then the season, it they lost some characters. They gained some characters who weren't quite as interesting mm-hmm. as before. And, but I mean, I was in it. I was in it yeah. until the end. But yeah, I think that's why. So once they canceled it and it kind of came as a surprise, I think that's why the mm-hmm. Kickstarter 
was so successful because the fans had been holding on for years for this yeah. show, like still angry about the way that it ended because it wasn't a proper, and you know, it's not games of game of Thrones where they know, okay, this is the final date. Like it was just like, Oh, you're canceled. There's your last episode. And so that Kickstarter, I think was one of the most successful Kickstarters for movie show, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the fans were all in and wanted to get it made. And yeah, so- I think, I think at the time it had raised the most money of any Kickstarter ever what was it 24 40 whatever period they gave us to raise two mm-hmm. million i think two million dollars was the goal or was it one million at first and then they it was it was it was two million well i know two million was the the final goal but you guys blew it away it was like five million seven hundred twenty thousand something crazy like that you, you the marshmallows really came through so then they brought yes. in all the people's back for the you know, for the movie because they had some budget. <laughs> they, they, yeah, you you guys paid some some bills. So good job, good job, guys. <laughs> Go team. Go team. Um, no, do you have a favorite character? And yes, I'm taking Veronica off the table because, of course, Veronica is amazing and wonderful. And people, when you're listening to this, and you're like, really? Is she all that? Yes, she's all that. Yes, she's all that. so is. She really is. So other than Veronica... Who's your favorites? <laughs> it's hard to leave off Veronica because that, that's why we watch it. And, and I, I don't think people understand. People love Kristen Bell, of course, now. But they don't. I don't know if you understand the Kristen Bell during Veronica Mars where she's younger, she's snappy, she's witty, she's snarky, mm-hmm. and she does it all with just this face, you know, and – it's she's a genius anyways besides veronica i love me some wallace finnell um i really like their friendship (laughs) and and how it came about and uh i i like weevil a lot too (laughs) (laughs) he's the one he it's i'm always surprised by the direction his character goes (laughs) well because they he's somewhat of a He's first of all, he's a gang member. Second of all, he's shady. And third, you still like him, mm-hmm. which you know. And so that <laughs> says something in and of itself that they can make me feel that way about this character. <laughs> I'm just laughing because if you know Tanya, the last person in the world that you would connect her to would be a gang member who's shady. That's just not her her usual. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 I really liked Wallace too. And I did, I did also like Weevil. I also, I know Tanya's going to fight me on this cause she doesn't like him. Like I like him, but I love Logan. I love Logan Eccles. I just, from the start, I love Logan Eccles. And so I was team Logan when I first met him, which was in the movie, which was kind of easy cause it was all about Logan. Well, yeah, so it was easy for me to get hooked on him early. Right. You had, you had a very different introduction to him than Tanya did. So I think that's what I did. Too. I did. I did. But even when I went back and I saw this bad boy, because he is the bad boy. And I'm not, I'm not, my, my husband's like the nicest dude in the entire world. I am not into bad boys, like as a role, but I really liked Logan. And I felt like there was something more to him. I, I likened him to Loki the other day. Speaking no, every, all, no. all roads, stop it. <laughs> all roads go back to Marvel, don't they? But um, I like him to Loki because I feel like both he and Loki are this misunderstood. They're trying to be bad kind of because they just want some attention and they want somebody to really, you know, get through to show them that they care enough so that then they can show their soft side. So, and I think the, I think the comparison to Loki is an interesting one too, because both of those characters could easily have been ones that 
showed up for a period of time and then left. But I think the chemistry that they had with everybody else is what developed them into who they ended up being. And I think that's very true with Logan. I think if if the chemistry that, that he and Kristen Bell have together is just, it's phenomenal. And I think that is one of the main reasons that even though he's not not the best of people all the time, but you just, you want to root for him and you root for them together. No, see, I do not. And I don't think that they have good chemistry. <laughs> I think that's part of my problem oh. is like, I don't think that they do. Well, and he bugs. That's your problem. Two out of three, Mark Miller's here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I got a shirt, so. <laughs> well, I can bring the conversation back to around and something that I think we all will agree on is, which is my favorite character of the series, and if I can't pick Veronica, I kept thinking about, you know, my favorite moments of the series. And, you know, they mostly are central to the relationship between Veronica and her dad, Keith Mars. I think that's just one of the main foundations of the show. It's how they interact with each other. You know, they neither of them are perfect. You know, they yeah. have their conflicts. But end of the day, you know, they're always there to support each other. Every choice that they end up making, you know, you can tell they're keeping the other one in mind. They're trying to do what's best for them and their family. And I just, I love just any scene with them together. I know I'm going to love. And I... I was thinking about it and, you know, some of the cast have said that they're happy to keep reviving Veronica Mars indefinitely. And I think the only thing that would ever make me say, I don't know if I want to turn into that is, um, is if Enrico who plays Keith Mars, if he says that he's not going to be a part of it, that would make me very hesitant about, okay, well, well, where is this going to go then? <laughs> oh, I loved him. And I, and I was, it was so great because you can definitely see where Veronica gets her her sass. Yes. <laughs> she is she is her her father's daughter like all the way. It was awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I I loved him too. And 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 that like let's talk about the casting of this show, guys. And I'm going to give Tanya a minute here cuz she pointed this out the other day. Uh, I actually went back and I have a blog post on this. I'll 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 stick the 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 blog in the uh, show notes so if anybody wants to go and see the list of everyone. But first of all, the main cast was pretty amazing. There were some great folks that played these characters that made us fall in love with them. Uh, let's see. There's obviously Kristen Bell, um, Amanda Seyfried. It plays Veronica's best friend who she, she's only in like three or four episodes. I mean, she's not, she's not in a whole lot of it, but she was really good in it. Percy Daggs, the third, he was Wallace. Uh, we already mentioned Enrico, Colin Tony. Colin Tony, thank you. Uh, Francis Capra, which is Eli. I mean, there were just some really great folks who, who were the series regulars. And nobody knows those people who you just said do. They do too. No, they, they, many of them, especially Francis Capra, they're people that you would, no, by you sight. might not know their name, but as soon as you see them, you're like, oh, yes, yes I know them. Exactly. He's, in, he's in so many things. And definitely Enrico. I'm sorry. If you, oh, yeah. He's, just shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> you would, you would recognize him. So I think you would recognize him. But Tanya pointed out that not only were there these, these people in here, but back in the day, back in 2004, they also were able to pull in all of these guest stars and have, you know, small mm -hmm. little parts for, oh, like everyone. So rattle off some of the names that you remember, Tanya. Uh, let's see. Paris Hilton was in it. Mm -hmm. Jessica Paul Chastain, Rudd. Paul Rudd, who is quick to miss. Who else was in that guy from Parks and Rec? What was his name? Adam Scott. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that well, guy. Leighton Meester. Leighton Meester. Ryder Strong. Oh, yeah. Ryder oh, right. Strong. 
I mean, there was just, there's a lot of people and they're, they're, they may not have like the biggest roles, but when you. Tessa now, Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Well, and so oh, this and is one of the things. Jessica Jones. What's her name? Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Well, so I think is this is one of the series that is, I think, reason to argue that people, casting directors, should be able to receive rewards, you know, at the Emmys and at the Oscars, because I think you said Tessa Thompson, Kristen Ritter, and uh, Max Greenfeld, for all three of them, Veronica Mars was like, that was their first big role. That is what put them on the map. And this is the show that, you know, gave them that platform. And I think it's just, you know, for them to recognize that these these actors who later on to go have really prominent roles and great careers you know they spotted them there first and i think it just speaks so much to the people who were casting this show that you know it it's just everybody who worked on this is just amazing and props to them for recognizing that yeah i honestly when i when i i think that was one of the things that i liked about it was uh, again back to the movie i started with the movie and I liked all of these characters and I liked all of the actors and I kept saying, oh, so are these the same people that were in the series? And Tanya's like, yes, isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Like they brought them all back. They were able to bring everybody back, you know, and, and have them come back and do this. And, the, and that also got me interested to work backwards and to go see how they were, you know, as very young actors when they, when they were all starting as teens. Let's talk about the, the Kickstarter so how did all of this come about? We touched on it a little bit, how series, the, the third season in the series ended up being the end and they ended up, you know, just closing things off in a very unhappy way. And so over the years, there was all this talk about a Veronica Mars movie. And I think Rob Thomas and Kristen Bell were always on board. They were always willing mm-hmm. to come back and do it. And then eventually, but they could just kind of get anybody to pay for it, right? Yeah, I think it was always an issue of, you know, getting the funding because well who this series was only on the ratings were never great so who who is the who is this for who is going to watch this if we make it right um, and so i think that's it yeah and having the kickstarter you know in addition to being able to get the money funded it also shows like this here is the audience here are the people who want to see it happen and i think you know the movie itself had a lot of fan service but that was what we wanted you know they're saying you know if people are giving us this money we're, we're not going to go take, you know, this hard left turn, like we're going to give them what they want. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, that's, I think one of the other things that with, with the Kickstarter and why it works is this is the type of series that, you know, the premise and the characters feel timeless and there's no end to the types of stories that you can tell, you know, when the character main character is a private investigator who, you know, helps her friends, helps people in the community with their problems, but can also address these really difficult issues that the door is always open for, you know, it's, it'll always be interesting the the stories that they can go after. Yeah. There's definitely human interest, obviously, when it comes to talking about humans and small towns and things that go on in them and turning this into, you know, many, many mysteries uh, every season uh, definitely leads to opening the doors for who knows what they can come up with right next, which I think in season four, which we're about to get on Hulu, uh, that is going to be a a serial killer killing spring breakers. Is that right guys? Yes. Yep. Which is similar to the first book and that it, you know, took place during, during the spring break season, but they said it's going to be very different than what the the first book addressed. Okay. Well, we'll get to books in just a minute. So Kickstarter, both of you, 
again, back to Twitter, I saw that you were throwing money at Kickstarter and then you guys got excited because there was a special screening for those that had supported it. And that's how you two met, right? I mean, we met through through the internet because it's wonderful <laughs> now. Um, but no, so we, we had met at a conference earlier that year. And then uh, when the Veronica Mars screening came out, we lived relatively close to each other. And that was the first time we're like, okay, we're going to officially make plans to hang out. And no, no better circumstance to do that. (laughs) And what did that what did you guys get for your money? What uh, obviously you got the movie, but what else did you get for your money when you guys uh, threw some money out there for for Veronica Mars? I know I got the immediately after the so we had um, tickets to the premiere. And at the premiere, we each got our Neptune Pirates (laughs) t-shirts. And I remember I also, I think a day or two after the movie premiered, we got a digital download. We, I got the DVD sent eventually. And one of my favorite parts was throughout all of the updates that they they were showing, it was a lot of videos with the cast. They showed some behind the scene things. They showed some just little skits that they had put together about making the movie. And it was just, it was a fun way to get everybody really excited. And I think anybody who you know, was maybe hesitant about donating. Once they heard about these little, these films and these things that they were putting out there, I think everyone was like, okay, I want to see this. I want to, I want to see what all the the extra content is. And it was, that was my favorite part of all of it. We still get emails from from being part of the Kickstarter. I think, was was it a month ago? They sent an email about how they were going to be at, in Austin. That's right. Yeah. Something for some reunion. And they're like, just a heads up. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of crazy because this was in 2013 when that Kickstarter. They're never, mm-hmm. they're never gonna purge those uh, email rolls, lady. No, no. <laughs> it's fine. If they want to tell me every time they're doing something, that's fine. I'm, yeah, that's I'm okay fine. with that. <laughs> You're not complaining. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the movie, so again, this is where I started. This is where I came into Veronica Mars. Uh, it starts with Veronica. She's in a very different, you know, life. It's 10 years later after graduation from high school and she's a lawyer, uh, but it actually ends with her back in Neptune and working as a detective again, even though she tried to get out of it. And I just rewatched this the other night and there was a bunch of things that now that I feel like I'm a marshmallow, I caught that was all that fan service that you guys were mm-hmm. talking about. So I definitely caught it, you know, on yeah. the fifth watching finally, uh, because, it's there. They ch- they just built all these inside jokes and and cute little throwbacks and stuff into the movie, and made it. It was it was it was a really good movie, I think, for the fans. But it was also a good movie for somebody. It was just an entertaining movie. I mean, it's not the best movie in the entire world, but it, it was an entertaining movie. So, if you do need to start there, you can. You just probably won't get everything out of it that you would get if you waited, if you watch the series first. But right now, the only way you can watch the series is if you own those DVDs. And you can do that. They're, they're out there on uh, Amazon. Uh, they're but- not that expensive. Just no. invest in the DVDs. <laughs> and there are some, uh, there's some commentary tracks on a few of them that yeah. are very much worth listening to. <laughs> so if you can't wait until, because uh, we're waiting on Hulu. Hulu is said, has said that they're going to re-release uh, the entire series before season four comes out, but they haven't told us when. And I think we're all looking at the calendar going uh, anytime now, cause we're ready. <laughs> well, yeah, it comes out in July and we're at May. So right. I know I said earlier, I watched it in two weeks. I 
don't recommend everybody do that because <laughs> jobs, children, lives. But lives. <laughs> you, you can you can watch it in two weeks, but it's probably better oh, to to participate in the rest of your life and not only Veronica Mars. Especially that first season, you'll binge. Oh yeah, there's, there's no way you can't. And like, you, you may all, you'll binge it, but then you you just might need a mental break just to <laughs> check in yeah. with yourself afterwards. It's a good binge because I did binge it once. Once I finally got access and uh, got to it, I think in the time it was on, I want to say it was on Amazon Prime is when I watched it. So I watched all of the first season just on a binge and then rolled into the next and to the next. And then I went and I downloaded the books. There's two books out as well. And Teresa mentioned that uh, they're considered canon. So if you really want to get super Veronica Mars nerdy, you need to watch all three of the seasons plus the movie plus read the books everybody start now <laughs> and the well and the first book if you're if you're somebody who prefers to do um audiobooks the first book is narrated by Kristen Bell mm-hmm. and so it gives you it really really adds on gives you that Veronica Mars experience um they are told in the third person which i don't love but when you have you know Kristen Bell doing that you you forget that it's in the third person and she does the other characters very very well (laughs) hey k-bell talking to me i'll take it all day any day (laughs) so season four is coming out uh july what is it july 26 is that right 26 okay how many times were you guys tagged on social media when it was announced an estimate's okay i don't expect that you actually have a real number so so i'm pretty sure that i was the person who was tagging everybody (laughs) i know when tanya was out of town when one of the trailers came out i was going to i think i might have sent it to her on twitter first and then i was like no i need to text her she needs to see this immediately <laughs> oh yeah i i think i still have that text i think i was at star wars celebration yes. or something yeah. like it's time to take a time out from star wars and go watch this trailer <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> and but i was just excited you know like i said i don't i did get tagged a couple times i know both of you did that but no i was like yeah. i'm as soon as i see something i'm like i just need i need to talk about this with somebody else so i'm going to send it all over the place and somebody <laughs> somebody will get back to me so i can have this discussion well i'm hoping that we will have a lot more marshmallows to talk about veronica mars season four when it comes out that's one of the reasons why i wanted to get this recorded and i wanted to get the information out there because we need to talk about this this is just such a fun it was such a fun series and such an interesting series and we could go we could get really dark and deep into it because it is kind of based on that film noir, you know, at least the the early parts. I have no idea where they're going to go, obviously, in season four. They did announce a couple of different um, cast members. So there's going to be new cast members. We're going to have Don Lewis, Patton Oswalt, Clifton Collins Jr., and J.K. Simmons. I love J.K. and I love Patton. So I'm most excited to see how they are, how they interwork into this um, and see what happens there. Well, I know one of, we were talking earlier about, you know, the casting and the people that they got for the show. And one of the other things, when you think about, you know, the quality of the actors, um, I think it's also the quality of the people that are involved with this. Uh, I know a lot of the people, Don Lewis works with Rob Thomas on iZombie. And I think a lot of the other characters, you know, they've worked with Rob Thomas in different series. I know Party Down has a lot of overlap between Veronica Mars characters. And I think it speaks so much to the fact that not only do people, you know, they talk about bringing this back and nearly every single character has been involved in some way, either through through the new series, through the movie. There was a, um, a web series 
series called Played Again Dick that focused on uh, Dick Casablancas, who's one of the characters, him trying, the actor Ryan Hansen, trying to get a spinoff series with him as a <laughs> private detective. And it's hilarious if you can find that. Um, but so it's, I Wasn't just- it on YouTube? It's not. I looked for it because I wanted to rewatch it again before we recorded this. I think you can you can buy it um, yeah, on Amazon it, or iTunes, but it's not it's not freely available anywhere. But uh, I thought it was like YouTube Red, but I oh, maybe it is on that. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, it's but one of those things for YouTube Red, so it's not for yeah. So you're paying for it, but like I, said, I think it's it's very funny. It is worth your time if you are able to watch it. But I love the fact that these these actors, you know, they clearly respect each other so much that they know that anytime they get together, they're going to have a good time together and they're going to put out something that they'll enjoy that they think other people will enjoy. And I think that adds to why people keep coming back to this and why they're so drawn to it when you can tell that people love the work that they're doing and care enough to make sure it's things that other, you know, the audience will enjoy too. Well, yeah, Kristen Bell and Ryan Hansen are BFFs. Mm -hmm. They hang out all the time, like their families and anytime they do a project, that main core group is supporting each other. When I went to do press for Dog Days and Ken Marino was the director, Ryan Hansen was in that movie. And then Adam Scott was there mm -hmm. at the premiere as well to support him. And so it's, it's just like you said, it's, they have a real connection and they're real friends and they care about each other and are willing to support each other. Aww. And that, they're, all, they're all marshmallows. That, yeah, <laughs> they're, all, they're all marshmallows in their own way, it sounds like. <laughs> all right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to add about Veronica Mars? I will say um, I did see Kristen Bell mention that she said two different things. One was that for the upcoming season, at first she said it was going to be controversial and then she amended that slightly to say that fans are going to have very strong feelings about it. So oh, I yeah. am like, it's, I'm like, it hasn't even started yet. I'm always, I'm already feeling tense. I'm like, what's going to happen? What does this mean? Where is this going? So I have a few, few thoughts of what that might be, but I think. All right. Let's hear, I, let's hear some predictions well, based on the tweet, I, <laughs> the tweets. Based on that, well, I feel like. Considering how the fan base feels about Logan, Logan not, or yeah, his, uh -huh. or you know, I I think that's going to be a part of it. I think so. I don't think she would put that out there if it didn't involve Logan to some extent, because that seems to be where the strongest fan opinions lie. <laughs> I mean, I'm all right if they don't end up together. Uh. <laughs> you know, so we might have to follow back up on this after it comes out. <laughs> as, as much as I like Logan. I will not be surprised to hear that at all. I, I don't feel like their relationship is a straight line. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be either ups and downs or like the movie was it for them. And they had some, you know, off, off screen, they'll mm -hmm. allude to a few good years together or whatever, and then we'll move on. So that doesn't, I mean, it doesn't worry me exactly because I know whoever Veronica ends up with, if she ends up with anybody, is going to be awesome. Do you ever wonder what happened to Duncan? Like, where yes. is Duncan? Where is Duncan? Duncan is he still in Mexico? What? Still? <laughs> Did, but, but, I mean, yeah. Once I, I, I think I remember seeing something with the actor. He debated coming back, but it just didn't feel right for him to do that. I think they asked him for, for one of the 
one of the things that they did. So it'll be interesting to see if he does turn up again for this series. If he feels like, okay, now, now is time for him to resurface. Yeah. Like the, like the kid is now how old, like 15 or something. Yeah. 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 It would be. Yeah. Oh, and Hey, maybe they're a pirate now. Or, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe they're visiting or Neptune of, for spring. One break. of the one of the spring breakers. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. We might have just uh, broken the code there. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. If, if this comes back around, and that's that is what the premise ends up being, we are all going to go in on the lottery. <laughs> well, I definitely think uh, July twenty sixth is when the season comes out. So uh, we'll all meet back together on July twenty seventh. Does that sound good? <laughs> Yeah. We're all going to just good. binge this and then we'll we'll follow back up with a be on Twitter. Right. We'll set up a three-person FaceTime as we're That's all watching. We'll have our own little yes. watch party. But uh yes. for, no, for sure we we're going to have to talk about this again once it comes out because I need to know how you know it, how how the fans feel about the ch- the mm-hmm. turn of events or the changes that we have no idea what they are but whatever happens is going to happen and so yes I definitely want want you guys to come back if you're willing <laughs> do do appreciate you <laughs> and hopefully it'll be a more streamlined process than this <laughs> for, for those of you d- that didn't catch it I had been saying all along that I was going to release four episodes of the first four episodes all at one time. And this particular one just was fraught with all kinds of crazy uh, tech issues. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get it together. And so I reached back out to my friends and I said, Hey ladies, got another hour to spare for me. (laughs) (laughs) Always. And I said, as long as it's talking about Veronica Mars, we'll be there. (laughs) <laughs> any other subject and we're done <laughs> so I do appreciate it uh, thanks Teresa thanks Tanya and thank you guys for listening and joining us on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast I hope you'll come back to Fangirl again I know there's a few things we can talk about with you ladies because you definitely have your opinions um, so definitely <laughs> let me know what you're up to and, and we'll we'll get together on that now guys if you liked what you heard today please remember to leave a review or comment and subscribe if there's something you'd like covered on an upcoming episode we're open for your fangirl suggestions thanks guys yay thank thank you. you